and welcome back, everyone. This is your, uh, your very spooky host, Tyler Naismith. And I'm Tori. And welcome back to Tales of Grimm, everyone. Sorry we uh, didn't have an episode last week. We were so preoccupied with our little adventure. Tori and I went to Tahoe. It was pretty fun. It was very fun. Yeah, and we had a lot of stuff building up to it. So we were unable to get an episode out. But that being said, we are going to try and get two episodes out this week to make up for the, uh, the very sad incident. Very sad. No. Single tier. Single tier. So this week we thought we'd talk about something a little bit more uh, personal to us. And that is a lovely little horror short film I created called Cree. But we're not just going to talk about Cree. We're also going to talk about its... Predecessor? Yep. (laughs) So the original film that I made was called The Wendigo. And that was the first horror film that I ever made. First film in general that I ever made. Like I helped my friends on like some of their short films, but... This was my baby. And the movie was basically about a group of friends that go hiking, and one of them discovers this weird stone that possesses him. The stone causes the Wendigo spirit to, like, go inside of him, and then he becomes this murderous creature that kills all his friends. And there was this really cool scene where everyone wakes up after camping in the middle of the night, and they see this blood trail, so they start following it. And they find, like, my dead body with, like, the slash in the neck and everything. It was cool. So, yeah. So, that was my first film ever. And then I decided, well, now that I'm in college and I have a lot more filming experience, I'm going to attempt a revamp of The Wendigo, which is how Cree came to be. Cree was inspired by a lot of different things. Like, there was this video game I played called Until Dawn, which heavily featured The Wendigo. I love the original legend with the Native Americans and the the Cree tribe, which is where I came up with the name Cree. It was based off the Native American tribes. And it was also mixed in because, you know, I just wanted to do the one to go over again. So I wrote this amazing script. Meh. Actually, the script is really well done. The final product was trash. <laughs> I still wish we could have changed some of the lines. Yeah. Well, you know, the next time I touch this project again, it'll be a full feature. And I will be helping you write it. <gasps> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. Damn. Now nah, you can help out a little bit. A little bit? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Just this once, though. Cree and the whole Wendigo storyline is something that I hold very personal to me. It's a real shame that the movie turned out horrible. <laughs> Why did it turn out so horribly? Because anything that could have went wrong, went wrong. And we had months of pre-production, so we have been, we were planning all this in advance Tori was one of the actors in the film, and I had all my actors meet weekly so we can go over lines, break down character analysis, all for this little, like, 11-minute film. wasn't that big, but I wanted to make sure that it was going to be perfect. And my God, it was far from perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get the chance and can stomach through the 11 minutes, check out Cree by Tales of Grimm or Tyler Naismith. I have it on two separate channels. And then after that, you can be rewarded by the fantastic gag reel. It's sad when the gag reel's better than the actual film. (laughs) Well, the gag reel was literally just us messing around for most of the part. And And it was funny. Bloopers and God, it was, there were moments that were so fun to film. Um, One of them being the hike that the five teenagers do. Like that was just us supposed to be hiking a few hours and but we're literally in this what mile one acre patch or something like that yeah so we're going up and down roads messing around it was a lot of fun oh yeah filming it was 
a lot of fun. There was a lot of crazy things that happened <laughs> that I can laugh about now. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, I, we just tried watching it a few minutes ago, and I was like, I can't. Nope. Turning it off. <laughs> it's really not good. But needless to say, I was very proud of it and the fact that I was still able to get this film completed. And like I said, this was the first film I was ever funded to make. That was like a big deal to me. I even did a little bit of like crowdfunding as well to try and make us some extra money to try and get better props and to make sure that we had a place to stay and food and all the whole nine yards. Cree focused on this character named Peter who had just tried to commit suicide, but he was kind of stopped in the process by his younger sister. A few weeks go by and Peter and his sister Lisa, they get like all their old friends together and they decide that they want to go camping to Peter's favorite spot that they used to go to all the time when they were kids. For some reason, this place closed down. And the reason it closed down was because there was a murderous monster running around. The Wendigo. But everyone thought it was bears. Everyone thought it was bears. (laughs) Because they kept reporting bear attacks. When our present day group of friends get to this wilderness, they quickly get picked off one by one in a horrible fashion. So now let's go into everything that went wrong. My original DP uh, got booked for another film. And this was kind of like something that he said yes to way before he agreed to me. But then the dates kind of interlocked with each other so I had to lose my original DP and then I tried reaching out to another guy to help me and things were going good and then a couple days before he was like I'm sorry I can't you know I something came up and I can't make it the weekend of the filming so now I'm scrambling so then I ended up getting another person involved in my fraternity uh Delta Cap Alpha which funded the film it was like super last minute stuff of him like helping me scramble To finish some of the work that me and, like, my prior DPs did in the past. And to make up for the fact that I lost two DPs. So I'm very appreciative for um, my director of photography that helped me out on the film. Like, in in the actual filming. So that was one of the first problems that we had. The second problem was about... A week before we started filming, we started checking the weather because, you know, we were going to be out in, like, the middle of the woods and the mountains. And we figured at night would be cold, but we didn't realize that there was going to be a massive rainstorm. And because we were so high up in the mountains, it snowed. Which looked absolutely, like, gorgeous. Like, oh my god, like, getting there, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But that put a huge damper on things. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, we had a whole Facebook group and we were all getting updated on what the weather was. And then like a day or two before the weather like dropped. And like at first it was supposed to be like a huge snowstorm like that day. Um, And then it was only in the morning and then... So it was like on and off. Yeah, and I lost a good chunk of my crew because people were starting to freak out over the snow. And my 40-person crew dropped to like 20. (laughs) So I lost half of them. Which is pretty rough on a film set. Especially when you, again, were planning this months in advance. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get anyone to fill in for that at that point. It was too late. Originally, we were supposed to leave on... Friday and you know film a couple of the scenes in San Francisco and then we were going to drive to Arnold where we did the bulk of the filming and instead of that we had to stay behind because there were some people in the crew that weren't going to be able to make it like that Saturday or something like that or that Friday so we needed to postpone it to where we all left Saturday instead. Well I think the car scenes we did still we were able to do them on Friday, 
Yes. And then we drove Saturday morning to Arnold. Correct. And then the worst part was, you know, we had to check into our cabin, but we only had it for 24 hours. Very much a time crunch. Saturday came, and we woke up, and it was very lovely because, you know, it was pouring rain, and Tori decides to use the bathroom. And at this point, um, Tori was unofficially living with me and my roommate. <laughs> so she uses the bathroom, and I hear, uh, Ty? And I come out, and we lived in this tiny little apartment, and all this water is flooding out of the bathroom into the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. No massive poop? No. <laughs> and I felt, like, horrified at that, too. Because we'd only been dating, what, like, less than a year at that point? No, close to a year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, Because we yeah. filmed in April. Yeah. We were a little bit behind, so we had to clean up the mess. And then I woke up my roommate. I was like, can you help us? And he was like, yeah, of course. So the three of us were, like, scrambling, cleaning up the water. And then we were supposed to meet with my my gaffer. And, you know, he was going to pick up some of the bigger set pieces we had. Because he had this big truck. So we're waiting for him. And we're like, where is he? Go outside. still raining. Don't see anyone. So I'm calling him and texting. And I'm like, hey, you know, what, where are you at? And my gaffer's like, well, I have all the camera crew in the back of my truck. And the tarp covering the back of my truck <laughs> flew off on the freeway. I had to turn around on the freeway and grab the tarp and try and cover all the camera gear as quick as possible. And we were renting all the gear on top of it. Yeah, so if something broke, we would have been Oh, involved. yeah. Which, I don't know why we didn't put it in a car that was covered. Yeah, I don't know either. No, he had all the lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adam had the camera gear. My Adam was my yes. director of photography. My gaffer gets to my apartment, and we put all the, the props in the back and everything. We start going. So, Tori's in my car, and we pick up my lead actor and one of my producers. They lived around SF State, and what we didn't realize was it was Welcome Day. All, all of San Francisco is filled with all these parents and... Future students. And future students, and people looking at the, the campus and exploring and stuff. And all of us are just like, oh my god. So we had to maneuver around all this traffic near the school until we could pick up the actors. And then we were stuck in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic until we left San Francisco. So this set us back a lot. Yeah, I want to set it back about like four hours in total waiting for the yeah. truck to put our props in. And Yeah, the original plan was to leave at 7 in the morning. And yeah. we didn't get out of San Francisco till close to 10. Yeah. And then the worst part was, it was a three-hour drive. <laughs> so now that we, uh, we got the, the ball rolling on that, we took off and we started driving. And then we get a lovely little call. One of the cars carrying a bunch of my actors and crew broke down in the middle of nowhere. Because they decided not to follow and listen to navigation, but to take a back road that took them to those long, winding hills where they barely had service. And on top of that, it was a car that could not handle bumpy roads. Like, these were just little tiny hills well, that they were going through. No, it wasn't that. Her check engine light came on. That was it. So, when we were talking to her on the phone, she was making it seem like, oh, the car's broken down, so now I'm scrambling, calling up other cars, like, okay, who has room because this car broke down, we need to start picking people up. We're one of the first people, like, ahead of everyone else, so we had to turn around... And track down this car 
<laughs> and we ended up picking up um, one of my makeup artists. Yeah, because we needed her the most at that point. Yeah, she day. yeah she was the head of makeup. Oh, well, special effects makeup. Yes. Yeah, not hair and makeup. Though I think she did help a little bit with hair and makeup. She did. Um, especially for uh, me and your little, because both of us were actors in there. Yeah. So she helped with... With all that. One thing that I will remember was... Um, that Friday when we were filming and I was getting my costume on, she and I were joking about, um, a character in the Until Dawn series, um, the game that you were inspired by. And we're like, oh, what if my character had these, uh, like braided pigtails, you know, thinking that he would not want it. And then of course Ty sees it and he's like, yes, I love it. So yep. then I'm stuck with pigtails. Yep, did it to yourself. Shouldn't have shown me. <laughs> I was like, well, this looks great with the costume and everything. You're keeping it. Yeah, but then it was really cold even with the beanie. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the car part now. So we go to the car, and I'm I'm looking at her little VW bug, and I'm like, okay, well, it's just a check engine. Let me check all your oils and stuff. So, you know, I pop the hood. I'm checking all our fluids. I'm like, everything's fine. The car, as it's running, sounds fine. Like, there's no weird or unusual noises. And I was like... Okay, well, you know, I'm going to walk ahead, like, 50 feet, just kind of slowly drive towards me. So she does, and I was like, everything sounds fine, and nothing seems to appear wrong. And she's like, well, I can't risk it. I'm like, well, you know, I get it, it's your car, you don't want to damage the car, but that's still a huge bummer, because now this is <laughs> this is setting things back even more. So then... Like I said, we ended up getting another car to pick up some of the rest of the people. We fit, we squeezed someone else into the car, and we took off. So then we start driving, and, <laughs> and now it's snowing. Yeah, and we get a text from a car that had gone before us. Yeah, my director of photography got there first. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, there's a tree in the middle of the road. So we're thinking, like, a huge tree, but when we get there, like, a few of us could have, could easily, like, lift it, but we were also having fun chopping at the wood. Right, so it was, it wasn't, like, a massive tree, and the whole thing was that we were climbing up this dirt road, it was a one-lane road, it wasn't even paved or anything, and it was up this snowy hill, so, you know, you have to, you had to be very careful, as we're kind of hitting the bend, that's where we see his car and the tree falling over, which is probably no bigger than, like, a lamppost, like, width-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But it was long, so that's why he couldn't move. Right. It, it was still very heavy, and this tree was blocking the road. And you couldn't turn around on this road. You had to either go forward until you reached the top and then make a U-turn, or you had to drive backwards, which would have been incredibly dangerous. And he was in, like, a Miata or something like that, like a two-seat car. (laughs) Wasn't meant for this hill. And so we get there, we lift the tree, and then we had a hatchet as a prop, so we decided to to cut off some branches to blow off some steam. And it kind of made it a little bit easier and took off some of the weight. Yeah, so we all pick up this tree and throw it down a snowy hill, and we're able to drive past it. So then we start exploring the area. You know, I'm picking out where I want to shoot it. This is my first time being on this, at this location, like, seeing it in person, not just in photos. Once I got a good look at the location, I decided, okay, well, let's head to the cabin. We'll set up and start getting all the actors and, like, hair and makeup and everything. 
And we're going up this icy hill, and my car is not making it. It's, like, sliding out, and it was super dangerous. And that's when we decided, okay, we need to backtrack and go get chains. So we went to a general store. There was no chains. And we're like, well, where's the nearest place we can find chains? And they're like, oh, at Walmart. But it's about a 30-minute drive out. And we're like, all right. (laughs) So we drive to Walmart. We pick up the chains. One of the other cars follows. And they help us get, like, some food and stuff for the actors and all the normal, like, necessities you need. So then we come back. And by the time we get back, lo and behold, the snow has melted and we no longer need the chains. Oh, man. we could return them, like, the next day, I think. Yes. Yes, we did. So eventually, we were able to get everyone situated, and we start filming. And then we're filming for a while where everything's going good. I'm having to cut a lot of shots to make up for time for how much we got set back, and which was a little bit of a bummer. But then it starts getting dark, and we're like, okay, we should probably break out the generators that we ordered. Brand new generators. We got two of them. You know, start charging some of the batteries and stuff to make sure everything's good to go so it's an easy switch. So some of my people on the crew start putting in gasoline to the generators, and the generators aren't working. We come to find out that they didn't work above sea level, and because we were in the mountains, the elevation was too high, so these particular generators did not work, which sucked. So instead of using generators to power stuff, we had to drive back to Walmart, pick up a bunch of lights, like lanterns and stuff that were battery-powered, buy a bunch of batteries, And we were charging things in our cars, like the camera batteries. So while we were there, I was with a couple of the two people in my crew. And I was like, you know, the way, the day this is going, I just need to buy a bottle of vodka for myself. For once the filming's done. You know, this is going to be a little bit of a celebratory thing, but also like kind of a decompressor. And because some of the people I was with were under the age of 21, even though we were buying our stuff separately, I just was talking to them in line. The people at Walmart decided, I can't buy this liquor because I have people underage next to me. And I was like, but we're paying separately. Yeah, but you're with them. Yeah, but this is for me. Which it really was going to be for me. (laughs) That was the saddest tragedy of the night. After all the frustrating things, I couldn't even get a drink. It was very stressful. Oh, yeah, but that's not the end of it either. One of the other things was we there was a campfire scene. So instead of getting a Duraflame log like I requested... One of the people in the crew decided to ignore that, and they started a fire by hand, which took a while to start. And then on top of it, because everything was wet from the snow, it was hard to light, and the fire kept running out, which made things a little bit tougher. Once it got going, it looked great, and that was awesome. But then um, a lot of the people that did show up ignored the fact that it was so wet and cold, and they didn't bring stuff for, you know, to combat the cold. Yeah, they were wearing Converse and tennis shoes. And tennis shoes are good, but not for snow. Like, I remember I had personally gone out and bought snow boots for myself because I knew that that would have been better for me. And I think I even made you get hiking boots, too, to protect you from the snow. Yeah, and I actually still have those boots, and it's super awesome. But because everything was wet, we ended up buying a bunch of socks at Walmart after our second trip going there, (laughs) you know, to keep everyone warm and good. And we, you know, trying to keep everyone still motivated to keep going. And everyone's spirit was down because of the cold and how rushed we were on everything. One of our grips had uh, plastic bags over his shoes, you know, to try and keep the water and moisture out. 
Well, he was standing too close to the fire, and that bag caught on fire. <laughs> so his foot was in flames for a few seconds. Luckily, he put it out with no injuries. I'm very glad about that. Yeah, and I think he wasn't even the only one that wore the plastic bags. No, a lot of people were. We were using yeah, the bags from was, Walmart. Yeah, and plenty of people were, like, warming their feet by the fire. He was the only one that... Like, Stepped in the fire. Foot, Well, it wasn't even that, because we had a rock ring around the fire, and he would just put his foot on one of the rocks, and then the flame... Caught the plastic on fire. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. I'm really glad he wasn't hurt. Oh, that could have been so dangerous. Yeah, that was just a little, like, freak out in the moment, and then, like, whew, okay, we're all good now. He caught his foot on fire. (laughs) Oh, man. No skin was burnt, luckily. Yeah, he wasn't hurt. I'm very happy he wasn't hurt. <laughs> very. But yeah, so then we're filming late in the night, and we ended up finishing close to sunup. So we filmed for probably like 14 hours that day. And then we all came back to the uh, the cabin. We all huddled together, like the 20 of us, slept for a few hours, and then drove back to San Francisco because we all had school Monday. <laughs> and in the film itself... In a nutshell... A lot of bad things happened, and everyone was just so cranky and tired and freezing, and we were all rushing to make sure we were done before we had to check out of the cabin the next morning. It was, it was rough, and nothing prepared me for all those little things happening. No matter how much pre-production I did, and I did months of pre-production, it, it didn't ready me for it. I will never be on a film set that was that horrible. It was a lot of fun, and I look back and think of how much fun we had doing it. As, you know, a director, writer, filmmaker, it was the most stressful thing of my life, especially because it was the first thing, like I said earlier, that I was funded for, and I wanted it to be so good. Yeah, and then editing was a nightmare because we had to cut so many shots out, so things look so improperly placed, or some shots look way too zoomed in. And you had to change my death scene, which... I'm so very upset about. Yeah, we. Because <laughs> when I read the script, I'm like, okay, cool. My character dies, and it's not in those cliche horror movie way. Like, I think at that point in the script, the monster like actually jumped on my back and took me down. Yeah, the original shot was supposed to be a first person shot of the monster, which we were going to edit. You know, kind of do like predator vision a little bit. And have it running after you, jumps in the air, and lands on your back and eats you. Yeah, but sadly, we didn't have part of the crane that is needed to do that. So then my death turned into one of those cliche deaths of, oh, I trip and fall and get dragged away. Which was also a really fun thing to do. um, Because I think you actually dragged my feet... While out, like, the upper half of my body was being shot by the camera. And I still have dirt on my vest, too, from that. And I was just laughing and having such a good time. But I'm supposed to also be screaming. Right. Like, it was it was fun. Oh, yeah, no. It, it was... There was a lot of things that were fun about the film and the making it. And all... Like I said earlier, all the bloopers and stuff that we talked <laughs> about, those were hilarious. Man, next time I'm touching the Wendigo project again, like I said, full feature. So, with all of the bad things that happened, are there things that you are proud about 
for Creed. Yeah, I'm proud of the fact that we completed the film, to be honest. There were so many points that night, and even in the editing, where I'm just like, this is awful. And we even had to do a rough showing of it at my fraternity's uh, film screenings. And it wasn't completed at all, so the sound was off. It wasn't color corrected. Nothing good about it. I just remember sitting there slinking in my chair like, oh, this is so bad. This is horrible. Yeah, I, I was not happy with it. But I look back at it now, and it was a very good experience. And I've definitely learned a lot from that, that whole... <laughs> crazy night and editing process. It took me months to edit it to where it came out, in my opinion, okay. But as we watched it earlier tonight, I was like, nope, God, turn it off. I can't anymore. <laughs> it's bad. I'm a much better filmmaker now. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, that for what we did have, uh, money and crew-wise, I think the film did turn out pretty well. Oh, yeah. It was only a $2,000 um, budget. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the shots that I'm actually proud about is the suicide attempt scene. Oh, in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, where he actually, like, s- slits his wrist. And that special effect in itself, I think, was really good for us. Oh, yeah. No, our head of special effects, she was awesome. She dulled the razor blade. She created these blood capsules. So, like... As he was cutting it, it looked like the, you know, the skin was being split, and you just see all the blood pouring out. She did an amazing job. That was probably the coolest shot, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing I was bummed about was I was trying to follow in the footsteps of my favorite filmmaker, Wes Craven, and on the set of Scream, he had people dressed up as Ghostface running around scaring him to keep people scared. And I was like, oh, we're going to be in the middle of the woods at night. This is the perfect opportunity to do that. And because the crew got slashed so much and... Everyone was so busy doing things, the person I designated to scare everyone didn't have time to do it. And I was so sad. Yeah. I was very, I was very bummed about that. There was at one point, uh, we had to cut off a, a branch to a tree, and one oh, of the props yeah. was the hatchet. So I took the hatchet and started cutting the tree. Yeah, and I remember coming up to you like, babe, are you okay? And you're uh, like, I just need to cut this right now. Okay. And then everyone there was just like, oh, our director lost it finally. <laughs> and I was like, no, we just need this branch out of the way for the shot. And this is making me feel better. <laughs> this little, little tiny branch. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people kept coming up to me. They're like, you know, you're holding it together very well and rolling with the punches. I, I really did love everyone in that crew. They were, they really were amazing. Yeah. With... All of the cold and... Because I know when we first got there, there was still snow on the ground. Um, there was like a little field that we had. Um, and there was snow there. So some of us were having like a little snowball fight. Which I deeply regret because then my gloves got wet. And I had to wear those for the rest of the day. And You messed up, man. Well, on top of that, my whole costume was two black long sleeve shirts layered together. Plus, I think I had a tank top underneath those. And then my gray vest. And I had two leggings and like thick socks in my boots and a beanie. Yep. I was freezing. <laughs> Luckily, they did uh, one of the trips at Walmart, they did 
get us these um, like hand warmers, like these little beanbag hand warmers, which were really good. Um, so I just kept those in my pockets and whenever we would cut, I would stick my hands in my pocket to like warm them up. Oh yeah, no, they they definitely helped out quite a bit. Yeah. Some people were, I think, hiding in their cars too at some points. Yeah, they were trying to warm up and they were blasting the heaters in the car. Yeah. I'll never forget that film. I love and hate it. Yeah. That being said, all right, uh, any closing thoughts, Tori, on Cree? Uh, for those of you that were on Cree, if we missed anything that went wrong or maybe your favorite moment, uh, please comment. And for the rest of you viewers, uh, like, subscribe, comment on if you see any of our other videos. Um, maybe we have bloopers or we can do like a little, a little thing about that um, if you like one of our videos. And yeah. Yeah, we have a new film that we just released for the 15-second horror film challenge that we do every year. And that's actually going to be screened in the festival on Halloween itself. I'm so excited. Yeah, so we'll get to find out if I'm a finalist or not. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya.